Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Glad you're here. We've got uh, Alex on the other line for once. Alex, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. It's been busy. Uh, I had a new, a new brand new baby. So Excuses, excuses, excuses. <laughs> you're one of the yeah butters, right, Scott? Yeah, but. <laughs> uh, Justin, I'm sorry. Justin, I called you Scott. Why did I do call that? Call him Scott. Right. I was like, is he talking to me? <laughs> I'm talking to the fourth guy on the call. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. I'm feeling really great. Hey, guys, this is Scott Williams. <laughs> and and Justin Youngblood. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, we got uh, we got Justin on the line here. But I didn't want to introduce him yet because I wanted to say hi to Alex. And, and by the way, those of you listening online here, you can see a video of us of us and our uh, our uh, what do they call the five o'clock shadows um, on on our <laughs> website. But uh, go to realestateinvestingmastery.com and you can see the video. You can uh, see our show notes, and we're going to be talking to Justin here in just a minute. But Alex, it's been a little while since we've talked. You know, um, I basically took the uh, the whole winter off. We haven't released an episodes in a while, but we're starting to release some old episodes that we released. We interviewed before, but Getting back at it. Yeah, you've been uh, you're doing a bunch of new construction right now, right? Yeah, yeah, I got a lot of uh, land development type deals going on. Um, basic buy land, put a new construction uh, you know project up there, or uh, we're taking small houses that are like 700 square feet. Uh, in these really good areas and uh, tearing every wall down but like two and turning them into 2,200 square foot houses. So we buy them for like 50 and sell them for like 230 when we're done with them. Do you not tear down all the walls so for permitting reasons? <clears throat> yeah, Exactly. So that way uh, you're still in rehab status somewhat okay. rather than new construction because there's a little more red tape that goes with the new construction. Right, right. And you're still doing a lot of direct mail, a lot of marketing? Yep, a lot of direct mail marketing. Find a lot of those deals that way, actually. Yeah. And rather than sell them for $5,000 on a wholesale because it's a lower number, I'd rather rehab it and make, you know, forty, fifty thousand 50000 on it. <laughs> nice. Nice. Very good. And you've got a fourth. Yeah. A f that's number four now, right? Baby? Yes. <laughs> yes, four. And we're probably going to have the motto, four no more. And probably my <laughs> wife is going to get me a shirt. That says four no more. I tell we have four too. How many kids do you have, Justin? We have we have three. Well, you know, I think three. We'll the three no more model. <laughs> three, three no, it doesn't. I'm gonna rhyme, share this though. as three <laughs> three no more. <laughs> we have uh, three for me. Three for me. There you go. I tell people. There you, know, you go. Three for me. Yeah. I tell people, hey, we're collecting them, you know, and uh, yeah. We, we, I love kids, man. I, I think they're the more the better. Why not, right? You only live once. Life's too short right. to only have a couple kids. But I don't judge anybody who doesn't have kids. I just think, man, you're really missing out <laughs> because yeah. they're, uh, they're, they're so much fun. We took all of our kids to Prague in the Czech Republic for two months. You've heard me talk about this wow. before. And it was crazy, insane, 
I don't know how we survived, but looking back, those were probably <laughs> some of the best memories I've ever had. Um, it's just awesome. And those of you listening right now on iTunes, you've got to go to the video and look at Alex's clean, <laughs> clean office. <laughs> it is so spotless. And you got to just wonder how on earth does We're Alex getting... make any money in this business? He doesn't <laughs> shave. His, his office is... Because everybody does. Because <laughs> everybody does everything for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just giving you a hard time. But enough of the chit-chat, guys. Go to realestateinvestingmastery.com. Listen to our previous shows. We just released a couple of them um, on you know deals and ca- deals, cash flow deals in St. Louis. We interviewed a guy named um, Brandon. Talked about the lease options deals that he's doing in Chicagoland. Um, doing some crazy cool things. And... Um, we got a lot of cool things. You get our Fast Cash Survival Kit, which tells you how we flip deals, how we use virtual assistants, how we do all of our marketing. Um, it's pretty crazy, man. I'm telling you, this market is white hot right now. I love this market that we're in. We've been wholesaling since the fall, an average of um, five, ten properties a month, sometimes more. Um, and it's just been really good. I mean, right now, you have to follow the money, right? You've, read, you've heard of the book, Who Moved My Cheese?, and right now, there's a huge demand in the Midwest for cash-flowing rentals, you know. And if you can provide good, solid, cash-flowing rental properties, um, you can wholesale those things all day long to cash buyer investors. So um, go to that website, and you can find out how we do our marketing. It's really simple. It's not rocket science, and it's all there. And also, if you go to our website, you get to see this little video of us, the Three Musketeers, on this podcast and see what we look like. But we have a really cool best guest on the phone, uh, Justin Williams, who's from the House Flipping HQ podcast. Um, you know, I, I listened to his podcast the uh, first time about a week or two weeks ago. While I was in California, I was speaking in L.A., and I spent some time in La Jolla um, working on some projects. And um, I could tell right away that Justin is from California because he just, you know, he, he exudes... The kind of the laid-back, fun, crazy lifestyle of being a cool investor gets to do whatever he wants, whenever he wants to. But what really, <laughs> what really made me call you, Justin, was that episode you had about the uh, the five things that you outsource to virtual assistants. And uh, I forget this just like three or four episodes hmm. ago, right? Yeah, it it, it was basically five. Uh, oh, it was called five tips to creating a five-hour house flipping work week so you got it kind of wrong just like you got my last name wrong but close enough (laughs) justin williams from house slide justin williams from house flipping (laughs) hq and i'm sorry for getting your name wrong earlier i feel bad about that (laughs) sorry don't feel bad but uh justin's a good guy so i i i got a hold of him and and you know he gets a thousand emails a day and just like me you know, I, I don't I don't catch all my emails, and so I actually, Justin, I don't know if you knew this. I sent an email out to my entire list. I said, "Hey, I'm going to be speaking in L.A. Um, if any of you are in the area, come by and hang out. It'll be cool to see you." And then I said, "P.S. By the way, if any of you know Justin Williams, tell him to contact me and reply to my email." <laughs> <laughs> so I had a few. People. I replied to your email. You just didn't get it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it. But Todd Toback, a friend of mine. Uh, yeah, sent you an email as well, um, but I, I wanted to get you on the show because, man, I really like what you're doing, and um, 
Uh, anytime I can find a, a fellow podcaster out there who's doing deals, number one, and has a passion for helping people genuinely, uh, a genuine passion to help people, I want to get them on the show and introduce them to our list. And, uh, you know, even though Justin's show is more professional than ours, it's better done. And he even <laughs> sings on the show. He even <laughs> sings on the show. I'm not jealous. Wow. Yes, he does. You got to go there and check it out. I'm not jealous. I want him on the show, and I wanted to talk to him and, and, and introduce him to you guys and let him let you all know what he's doing, what he's up to. He's got a u- unique kind of twist. Um, Justin, you mainly focus on rehabbing, fix and flip strategy, although you do some wholesaling now and then, I imagine. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? And, you know, how'd you get started in the business? And uh, what got you? What, what makes you so excited about real estate investing? Sure, no problem. Th- thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, I've been investing full time for about seven years now. Um, during that time, I've flipped about three hundred and we're up to like three hundred twenty-five houses, and we're currently doing about a hundred a year. I think I mentioned you last year was seventy-five. The year before that was one twenty. Year before that was sixty, which is when I started higher volume. Our goal this year is 150. Um, we're a little bit behind, but we've done really well the last couple of weeks. We've put about eight under contract. So I'm hoping we can get back on track. We have about 22 total under contract so far no. for the year. And You're in Southern California, right? Yeah. Okay, you live near, yep. is it San Clemente in the south of L.A.? Area? Yeah, I live in San Clemente, which is, well, San Clemente is the most southern Orange County city, okay. and it's just uh, north of San Diego County. So, so what's your what's your general area where you're flipping properties? I flip all throughout uh, Southern California. We, we just put one under contract. It was kind of funny. <laughs> My assistant tells me we got uh, we had a, got a property under contract, and just before this call, she's like, um, "I thought that house was in L.A. County, and it's in San Luis Obispo." <laughs> I don't know how we put a house under contract in an area we didn't know. So it looks like we're now flipping all the way up to San Luis Obispo, apparently. So nice. she's going to take a trip out there this weekend. But um, mainly Southern California. But, you know, just two years ago, I was only flipping in a small region up, you know, in the, the high desert area of, of California. That was my main area. And we're now in all of Southern California. So we've grown pretty quickly. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm expanding even more over the next couple of years. The so. reason I wanted to ask Are these. I'm sorry, Alex. Go ahead. Are these wholesale or are these wholesale or rehab mainly? No, these are all rehab. Um, I haven't, you know, last year oh. I did. I got I got a package of like three or four houses that didn't work for me, and I did wholesale those. And then the year before, I wholesaled about five, but pretty much all fix and flip, all retail deals. So, what do you see um, on average per per flip? What do you What are you netting? <laughs> My deals range so crazily, you know, in, in the high desert areas. I mean, I'm buying houses for about 80 to 100. Um, and then I, in, uh, in Palm Springs area, we're buying houses that are closer to million dollar homes. Some of them, um, wow. LA, they're more expensive. You got Orange County and San Diego, or, you know, you're looking at four, five, six hundred thousand. But then, then you have inland, which is kind of in the middle of that. Which is you know two three up to four hundred thousand. So very wide range. I don't shoot for a certain profit. Wow. I shoot for. I might be getting percentage? in too deep. That's <laughs> what you guys are asking, but I shoot for a percentage. I'm always looking for 
a 40% annualized return on the total capital invested, not just my capital invested. I, I analyze it from the total capital invested first. I get the deal under contract. Then I go line up the capital. So if I'm getting 40% annualized, it doesn't matter if I'm paying 12% to a private money lender or um, you know 16% annualized or 17% annualized to a hard money lender. You know, meaning two points and 12% kind of adds up to 16, oh, yeah. 17, 18%. So, but if I'm getting 40% annualized on the total deal, then I'm good with get, you know I get the the remaining amount um, besides that 12 for 18 percent. If that does that make sense? That's that's interesting because a lot of people you know for me you know I like to focus on how much am I going to make per deal. <clears throat> yeah. You know, so is it 15, 20? Is it 50 thousand that you're making per deal? But that's an interesting um, standpoint of looking at it from an annualized. Um, Amount all, on all about percentages of, 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 of your return there on your there's, percentage. There's no yeah. way I could make fifteen to twenty thousand dollars on a five hundred thousand dollar house because if if you know one little thing no. goes wrong, I lose that money. So it's got to be percentages. I think I learned that from my trustee sell buying days, um, which was my main focus just over a year ago. All those guys, they're all about margin. What's my margin? And you know, if if you look at it, you know, I said forty percent annualized. If you're turning a property in three to four months, that means I'm looking for about a 13 to 14% return on average. Now, if the house is occupied, I know it's going to take a little longer. So that I'm looking for 15 to 16%. If we're going to add square footage or working with the city, I know it's going to be about six months. So that I'm looking for about a 20% margin. Um, it's just all, I don't know. There it's you just, go. It's just the way we do it. It just helps us teach our agents and our other wholesalers and everybody what we're looking for and just really streamlines the process. Um, so I don't have to tell, analyze every deal or figure out what to offer and stuff. So Nice. I love, like it. I love the fact, Justin, that you're doing this in Southern California, one of the most difficult markets in the country, because I get calls all the time from people. This doesn't work. You call them the yeah butters. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> this doesn't work in my area where I live. Oh, man. But if you could do that many deals in Southern California, there is no excuse why you can't do that in your backwoods of Indiana or Virginia or St. Louis, Missouri or whatnot. I mean, <clears throat> I love the fact that you're able to pull that off in such a competitive market because you have tons of competition, right? How do you, oh, yeah. how do you yeah. find, I want to talk about how you find these deals, but you know, when I, I imagine when you were first getting started, you, was it easy to get discouraged with all of the competition? looks like we lost you. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm here now. Okay. Did you get discouraged with He's hiding? <laughs> Did you get discouraged with the competition, with the, uh, um, with, with what you felt like was overwhelming odds of stacked against you? You know, I mean, you mentioned before the book "Who Moved My Cheese." Um, I just, you're, I'm just, we're always moving with the cheese. I mean, you mentioned competition. What I've done recently, when I started uh, seven years ago, I was doing short sales and mainly focusing on wholesaling. Then we did that for about three, three and a half years. And then we got into the REOs and um, trustee cells and did that for a couple of years. And a couple of years, you know, a couple of years ago, I did not like it working with wholesalers. They were a pain in the butt. It was like, <laughs> get me off your list. Don't waste <laughs> Wait my time. Wait a second. We're not pains in the But I know where you're going. I said before. <laughs> I said before. But now that is my favorite way to buy houses. Mm. I mean, I still don't want to be on the guy's list who's, Finding a deal on Craigslist isn't know anything about and shooting it out to 10 people wanting his. It's like, okay, hold on here. But we've connected with uh, three to four really good wholesalers. Um, and I buy 
tons of stuff from them. So we have a we have a couple two to three agents that are really good. We have two to three wholesalers that we really like, and you know each one of those guys bring me one to two to three deals a month, and and we're golden. I mean, we do some of our own marketing as well, but I've just learned. You said, did I get overwhelmed by the competition? No, I became friends with the competition yeah. and figured out how can we work together. So, you know, that's that's a really cool point that you just brought up because that's what a lot of people a lot of, don't realize and appreciate the wholesaler because if you're out in the market and even you know us marketing and as wholesalers we're dealing with competition with five other wholesalers maybe or a, a rehabber like yourself or like myself yeah um who's going to go in there and pay more um you know the wholesaler goes out there he locates the lead he uh, well markets to get the lead spends the money for that sets up the appointment goes on the appointment deals with the seller deals with all the fun that goes along with dealing with a seller and walking them through the different yep. stages of of making a decision and bring him to the point of making a decision and I got to talk to my attorney I don't have to talk to my attorney got to talk to my sister up north my sister out west and then I'll get back with you and then follow up follow up follow up follow up follow up and all the stuff that goes into it to get that deal to the table is completely right. bypassed when you deal with a wholesaler as a rehabber and you just go directly to them. Here's the deal. It's under contract signed. That's it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, yep. and that's the value of a wholesaler. That's the value. Yeah, for let, sure. me, let me add something to that too, because some people are wondering, should I wholesale or should I rehab or, or what? And I think it's important to understand both, but a good place for people to start is with wholesaling because you have to learn how to evaluate deals, right? And how to make offers because it's a lot easier. It's better to make a mistake as a wholesaler than as a rehabber, right? Yeah, for it's, sure. It's, it's a lot less uh, at risk when you're wholesaling a deal. Yeah. I, I want to ask you, Justin and Alex, you know, um, I the only two rehabs I've ever done, I lost my shorts on it. Oh, who's that, Alex? <laughs> Cute. That's my little princess. What's her name? Say hi. <laughs> Ella. Hi, Ella. Ella, say hi. Hi, Ella. Hi, Ella. Hi. She's cute, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I was saying, um, you know, one of the things that I think it's important for wholesalers to, to think about and, and ask you guys, because you do rehabbing, I would look at it from the perspective of why would you want to go through all the hassle of rehabbing a property? Because you could spend six months to buy it, fix it up, then put it on the market and sell it when you have all of these moving parts you were talking about, Alex, how hard it is to for a wholesaler. But at the same time, it's I'm wondering, is it harder for a rehabber? Because you got all these moving parts. You have, you're buying the property, then you have all of the unknowns behind the walls, right? Then you have... Well, everything's everything's hard. It's just a different kind of hard, you know? Okay, but... I mean, dealing with... Go I'm ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, you've, you've got, then you've got the inspectors, and then the permits, and the contractors you have to mess with. You finally get it fixed up, and then you have the realtors to deal with, the picky, finicky buyers. And then even the risk of after you sell it, that buyer coming back to you and complaining and suing you for something that was supposed to be fixed but wasn't, and you knew about it, and you hit it, and all that junk, right? So in that Well, do the right thing, number one. Right. <laughs> of course. I'm not saying otherwise. <laughs> so, and that's why, by the way, I lost so much money on my two rehabs that I tried to do is I did the right thing, and it was a mess, and it was right when the market crashed. But you know, you could you could take three to six months to rehab a deal, make thirty grand, 
Okay, which is good, right? That's a great return on your money. Or you could spend the same time during those three to six months and wholesale 10, 20 deals and make the same amount of money or more. All right? So what, what for you guys is the draw? And, and Justin, you take this first. What's the draw to rehabbing? Why don't you just wholesale properties, get in and out? Why would you rather make a slow dime versus a quick nickel? Well, for, for me, first of all, you have to understand um, I consider myself much more of a business owner than I do a real estate investor. Um, and I believe there's a million ways to make a million dollars. In fact, I just got done cleaning out my calendar, putting things in Evernote and saying, okay, these are the things you don't have to worry about right now. Because, you know, we have a million, I have a hundred ideas of things that I know I can make a lot of money doing. But if you focus on, you know, several ways to make a million dollars, you're not going to make anything. You need to really focus in on a few things. So, as I was doing uh, my trustee sales, we I wasn't developing systems for direct marketing and, and working with sellers and all these things, but I did start to develop really good systems for rehabbing properties. Um, so it was it's been an easy transition for me to automatically go work with the wholesalers because I already have crews in place, I have financing in place, I have an assistant. Um, I don't go look at my show. You probably hear me talk about that. So as to where most rehabbers, if they take on a project, I was just talking to a guy who came and visited me, you know, yesterday from, from Texas who, who does flips. And for him, it's, he has to make a certain profit because it's his time as well. When I take on a project, it's pretty much zero amount of my time. Cause it just goes right into my system. It's more of a funnel. It's more of, okay, does this work? Do these numbers work? Okay. We plug into the system and, and there we go. So yeah, I have those systems in place to where exactly. the rehabs do not take me much time. Now, eventually, exactly. will I get into doing some of our own marketing? Yeah, there's a good chance. I mean, I'm actually going to be meeting later on with a, you know, a uh, web development SEO company and talking to them about doing marketing. And you know, but if I do like a marketing campaign, it's going to be like I'm going to hire a marketer. He's going to run it for me. Like, I don't like to do anything small. You know? yeah. <laughs> He's going to have a system of people taking calls. It's going to be a whole system. You know, I'm not just going to like have the phone start ringing to me, right? So anyway, I guess the bottom line, this is a long-winded answer, but I already had the system set up as I transitioned from trustee sales and not buying as many properties on the MLS, which we're still doing, just not as many, to working with wholesalers because it was the easiest transition for the system I already have set up and will continue to progress um, and move in with that cheese, as as you talked about. Alex, That's why, it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's all about the system. It's all about the system. And once you are able to take a deal that could be worth 5000 on the wholesale or 40000 on the rehab, and let's say you don't, you're not out there swinging a hammer, obviously. You're not out there meeting with inspectors. You're not out there dealing with contractors and all the fun that goes along with that. You're just taking this and handing it off here. And my yeah, look as yeah. if I could make $5,000 right now, this second, for doing that, I would rather wait two months, three months, and get 40000 What type of return is that? <laughs> I mean, it's like it's getting paid more for something, essentially, is what it is. Well, yeah. Justin, but once again, it goes back to the system. So, 
Well, yeah. I wanted to ask you. No, about I was going to say, like, I would do a wholesaling system as well. You know, if I had a bunch of wholesaling systems set up, that's fine. It's just not the system I currently have set up. So keep wholesaling wholesalers. Keep them coming. <laughs> I don't want to discourage you. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, I wholesale too. But here's the thing, and, and, and the interesting thing is, if I could make twenty thousand dollars on a wholesale, now I start to say, um. Maybe, yeah, I could go the long haul on it for forty, but I could get twenty right now. Then I think I'll, I'll I'll wholesale it. I mean, sometimes it just depends, you know, on on the situation, on what it is, where it is, and where I am, so in, you know, currently in in my business at the at the time, you know. And and building those so systems is not that hard, um, Justin. I want to ask you about the systems that you have. Uh, in your rehabbing business, because it, and by the way, what episode was that? Do you remember? I want everybody to go back and listen to that. The five things you outsource or whatever, and work f- five hours. Um, I could pull it up here really quick. I while think you're it's looking for that, while you're 30. looking, for, I'm sorry. I was going to say. No, I think it was episode thirty. <laughs> episode thirty. Okay. I was going to say one of the. Let me explain to you guys the system that Alex and I use, which is there's another one of your kids. Hey man, say hi. There's another one. Hello, what's this? This is my mini me, uh, Alex Jr. This is, yeah, no, this is Eric. Say hi. Hi, Eric. Man, I love your kids. I go downstairs. Tell them they can all come in here. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm not joking. Tell them they can all come in and join us. <laughs> anyway, so the system that Alex uses, and I learned a lot from you, Alex. It's very, very powerful. <clears throat> You're just the rainmaker, right? You send out the direct mail. You keep it very simple. You don't do a hundred different things. I guess there's really two main forms of marketing you do, right? Postcards and some Google pay-per-click, right? That's it. Um, and you send Pretty out the much. postcards. They go to a voicemail. You have a virtual assistant. Is the guy still working for you, by the way? Alex, did I lose you? Yeah. Okay. Is he still working for no, you? No, I'm here. Yes. Okay, cool. So this guy answers the phones. Oh, he, he returns the call. He has a few simple questions, maybe three, four, five questions he asks each seller. If the seller doesn't give him a price, he makes a soft pass offer, doesn't he? He says, all right, well, let me run some numbers. I'll get back to you. He goes to a county assessor's website or Zillow or something, gets some kind of assessed value, takes a percentage of that. Real quest, Takes a percentage of that, subtracts a standard number for repairs, calls back the seller and says, you know, Mr. Seller, I might be able to offer you something around this. Will that work for you or not? And the seller says yes or no. And based on the motivation, that lead goes into the system. Alex gets it. So now, Alex, you have uh, a lead that's been pre-screened and pre-filtered by your virtual assistant who's actually making offers. And depending on the deal, whether it's marginal or not, you may tell the VA to call that guy back and make an offer or just kill it. Or you actually will go. Or I'll get on the phone myself. You'll get yeah. on the. Ph- I love right, that. Right. So exactly. It's it's just you're just writing the checks. Somebody else is doing the work. Um, I, I think you're still sending the postcards yourself, just because it takes you a few minutes to do it. But you've got it's not well, a complicated it's, business. Right. Right. Well, there's a lot of in you know there's a lot of little things that go in. It's not just you send the postcards. There's a lot of things that go into that, making sure you get the right list, sorting the list correctly, making sure that uh, 
postcard together correctly and your voicemail systems all and all that stuff is set up correctly. There's a lot of stuff that goes into that. But yeah, I, I handle all that. But once that's set up, yeah, then that's, you know, you're good to go with that. Right. But the pulling of the list, I, I hold that to myself because I like, there's a certain way I do things and um, it's hard to teach others exactly how to do it. You, you have to really have a good idea of your market and where it's at. Um, in order to do that. And that's something that can't just be learned overnight. That's if, if anybody, you know, on this podcast, um, was to come work for me or something like that. That's one thing that you can't really teach. And that's the feel of the market that just comes over time. You know, that's a good point. <clears throat> and how many markets are you in again, Alex? Uh, well, my area has seven different cities in it. Um, and uh, also in the Richmond and Chesterfield area and a little bit in the Raleigh, North Carolina area. Good. Awesome. We're sending out about fifteen to 20,000 postcards a week right now in about 20 different markets. We're doing... fifteen to 20,000? Now, that's, that's you or your students, too? I'm sending them for my clients. Okay. All we're right, partnering with them on deals. Anyway, right. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. You have to be very careful about the list that you mail to. And, um, and, and be very focused on that. And, and right now in St. Louis, where I do most of my deals personally, we're sending out about 5,000 a week, uh, three to 5,000 a week. Um, but I have, okay, there I have we somebody, go. <laughs> I was going right, to say, I, I have somebody taking the calls. I have somebody helping me sell the properties, but Justin, you've got an amazing system in place where you don't go see the house. You don't go actually even make the offers. Can you talk really quickly or take as much time as you want, actually, Justin, and talk about your process for how the lead comes in and how the offers are made and, and where you find your, your deals. Okay. So first off, that episode is um, episode 30. So if you go to com slash episode 30, cool. um, that'll get you through. And that's five tips to create a five-hour house flipping work week is, is the title. So um, basically... Okay, so you talked about the the deal funnel, right? Uh, I have agents out looking for me. I have wholesalers looking for me. And I have a a couple bird dogs out looking for me. And they know my numbers. They know my criteria. I do not want any agent or anybody sending me a house that they have not done their legwork on. Or if it's a wholesaler, they already have to have it under contract. You can just waste so much time. You know, the guys who fire up the MLS in the morning and just start looking for houses online and shooting out offers. I mean, that's good to get started because it'll help you learn how to evaluate properties, but you're not going to be able to grow your business and scale your business that way, in in my opinion. Um, So I have everyone do all the legwork for me, and then they have to go through my assistant. She knows the guys that we've already done a lot of business with. Some guys, if they call us up or send us an email, we know we're going to buy the house no matter what. And then there's a couple other people that we have to kind of filter through a little more. So she's kind of like the checks and balances there. She'll filter through those. um, And yeah, we we buy houses. I mean, (laughs) I I look, the only ones that I ever like analyze, I don't go drive or anything, but if they're like the really higher end properties or if she's really unsure about one, she'll bring it my way. But my whole goal in my business every day is to uh, do nothing. Now, I don't mean... (laughs) I don't do nothing, but that's the goal. Like that's a hard job to to try to do. You know, I try to the whole work in your business, work uh, on your business, not in your business. That's my whole philosophy, um, and that's why I'm able to scale and and grow. So 
talk about how you I think you mentioned this in one of your podcasts recently, Justin, uh, how your realtors actually will submit offers for you. Is that correct? Or they'll calculate the offer for you, bring you the comps, and, and justify what they're, what they're wanting to offer on this property? Yeah. So I buy in several different regions. I have one region that we've had a strong foothold in for, for quite some time. And our agent up there, I mean, we're doing about 40 to 50 deals a year with him alone. And he knows exactly what we're going to pay on houses. He's just submitting offers for us. And that doesn't even go through our filter system at all. He, he's like, hey, got one. And he gives us the numbers. Um, I have, I mean, I got this five lists, of, this list of the five items that kind of help me scale my business here. Maybe I'll go yeah, through those yeah, really please. quick if you want. Um, the first one I already mentioned, it's basically I let other people do the legwork for me. I'm not going to spend all my time filtering through hundreds of deals. I They got to bring it to me, served on a pan, ready to go. Um, number two is I use a rehab price list, which most investors will use a rehab, you know, a list that talks about a list that has the the items that they use on every house. But the price list, what that does for me is it allows us to not negotiate with contractors. Their prices don't creep up. It's a way, I mean, I haven't spoken to a contractor in months. I just, nice. I don't, don't speak to contractors at all. Um, and my assistant who has no experience whatsoever in doing rehabs or contracting work or anything like that, she know anything about any of that. She's able to follow our system and make sure that we're paying the contractors what they should be paying. Basically, it's a price list that says, okay, you get paid $1 per square foot for paint. Okay, on the interior, you get one paid $1 per square foot for paint on the exterior. And that includes... On the interior, you know, two-tone paint. Uh, exterior includes the wall, the you know, the, the body, the fascia, and the, the eaves. Um, it's two thirty-five for laminate wood flooring, including materials and installation. It's one dollar per linear square foot for uh, baseboards. You know, it's uh, she has a whole list of what carpet is, what tile is, what we pay for granite, what we pay for installation, what we pay for you know, all all those things. So it's really simple. All the contractor does each time, we, do, we never do a scope of work. We never walk of the house with the contractor. We're never haggling with them. We never have to find new ones. All the contractor does for each job is they send us their, um, you know, they send us the scope. They send us that information based off of what we do on every single house. We know what they're going to get paid. And our agents know that as well. So our agents can estimate the repairs going into it. And it's just a very simple formula. And it allows her to pay them. I don't ever work with payments. I don't write checks. Uh, there's an automatic system where they get paid. Um, so that's uh, that's how we use our that price list. That's fantastic. Okay, so that's, that's What's your two. automatic system of getting paid? <laughs> oh, of paying, of paying them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, she uses... Uh, I don't even, I think it's bill, is it bill.com? So I haven't even looked at it in forever. Um, and it mails them a check kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we used to, um, you know, do the thing where they go to Home Depot and they call us and we pay oh, for the that's materials. Terrible. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. That was a couple of years. The Sky Miles points were, were not worth it, you know, <laughs> getting called yeah. during dinner and. So, so we eliminated that completely um, to where the contractors now pay for all the materials. The only thing that we pay for is appliances just because we get them from a special vendor and they're, you know, kind of add up. So um, they buy everything on the lower end properties. I have pretty good relationships with my contractors. I only work with two to three. 
I don't work with subs. I only work with the uh, the main contractors, the general contractors. One of my general contractors is seventy five percent of all our all of our work. He just manages several projects, so we have good relationships with them. So we will pay them half up front on the lower end projects, and we pay them half when they finish. It's very simple. Here's your payment. You're done. Here's your that payment on the higher. Money. Yeah, yeah. On on the higher project, higher end projects, we divide that up into two or three. Um, but once again, the less people I have to work with, the less payments we have to make. You know, we already know what the payment is. Pay them half. Pay them half. Um, just keeps everything very simple. But yeah, she just there pays them go. through like bill dot com. Um, it's just an electronic payment system. So you know, people aren't showing up at night. They need a check, and we're not getting called from the bank uh. to get it verified. And all that <laughs> garbage. I just I feel dealt with all that. So you go through this stuff, and I'm like. Okay, I don't not want to do this again. As for most people, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. I will look at that stuff and say, "Okay, no more. What's the solution?" And there's always a solution. Like you, know, you talked about the yeah butters, people who are the opposite of yeah butters, which maybe I should come up with a name for them. But um, yeah butters, <laughs> yeah, they will always find a solution. And then you all you have other the other group of the yeah butters that will always find a way to not make it work. So you just got to make sure you, you have your mindset right. So that's well, you're right. Two. It, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, it's all about the mentality. Um, this sounds kind of funny. I was watching um, last night with my wife, my, my 600-pound life, right? Have you seen that on TLC? No. I, I saw and, it advertised. <laughs> and you see, you see these, you know, these people that, this doctor goes and does all this stuff for him pro bono, and all they have to do is follow the rules and you know and follow the regs and eat correctly, which you know I'm assuming is hard to do if you're 600 pounds. But um, you know all they have to do is that. And then there was this one lady who was just sitting there in her bed because she's immobile and just was like, oh, you know, I I can't do it. Uh, the world is out to get me, and she. Yeah, the victim mentality. You know, renters have that victim. You know, there's nothing wrong with renters or anything, but the tenant mentality. You know, oh, I'll pay you when this happens, or I'll do this when this happens. And you're, you know, it's it's the wrong mentality. But when you have the right mentality, exactly like you're saying, of how can I make this work? Not searching for reasons why it won't work. You know, that's that's really when you become successful. And that's, I love that. This is a great podcast. Yeah, <laughs> What's number three? So, Number three is, I called it, get those agents to work. Oh, and preach it, Bottom brother. line is, I, yeah, I, I put my agents <laughs> to work. I mean, I don't, none of this, oh, this is what I do and this is all I do. It's like, okay, well, you're not my agent then, right? Uh -huh. So, I mean, I've got a guy, the guy that's been with me for a while, he's making about a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. And, you know, it, he's in a part of California where people don't get paid. It's not like a coastal area where, you know, people make higher income. So, He's he's doing very well and he's willing to do anything I need him to do. So um, I have him. So I have my contractors. You know, I don't have a project manager. OK, I have my contractors and my agents work together. To me, that is the perfect balance of a project manager because it's the agent's job to list the property and make sure the property's, you know, ready to go and take pictures and whatnot. And I hold my contractors to a very high standard. None of this garbage of, oh, I ain't no cleaning lady, which you know, I've heard before, and you know, not wanting to coordinate things. The, the general contractor, to me, it's like, I am paying you to do a job. I expect you to do the job if you want to continue to get 
you know, those 50 projects a year that you are getting and never have to look for work again, you will do things the way we expect you to do them. And they do, you know, people say, oh, contractors won't do that. You're right, because you don't believe they'll do that. Mm -hmm. You know, stop talking about contractors and agents and all these people as if it's like a species. I mean, you know, it seems like at times like <laughs> they are individual people, you know, and you can get people to do things if you manage them the right way. So I have my agents do all of my cash for keys because we buy a lot of houses that have uh, tenants in them because that's part of the reason why people want to sell their house. They manage the cash for keys and the evictions. They're doing, you know, lock boxes They're because uh, they have to go look at the house anyway. You know, they'll they'll work with the con. My agents work with my contractors. They have their number. When there's an issue, they call them, not me. OK, um, so the agents doing that final walkthrough, but the contractors held to the highest standard of make sure everything is done. Deliver it spotless. Every single little item walk through the property. Don't make me walk through it. Like, why do I need to do your job? I don't. You know, the general contractor to me should be like the project manager. Right. Because they have their guys and then it's their job. And we hold them responsible to make sure they walk through. It's all clean and ready to go. But as it checks and balances, we have that agent. They got to sell the property. They're going to take the pictures. They're going to make sure it's absolutely ready to go. Okay. Nice. And then after, when we get to the, because, you know, every house, they do their inspection. And then they have their list of small items that they want done. He will work with the contractor to get those items done as well. Okay. Um, and if it's anything that's too expensive, they'll, they'll confirm that with Vanessa. But if it's under uh, like $500 in repairs, they're authorized to just do that automatically. Okay, I don't want to even hear about it. I don't want to get an email for 500 bucks. Um, so that's number two. Put those put those agents to work. Number four is avoiding the paperwork pileup. You know, I used to be spend like half of my day signing papers and filling out documents. And even the times when it didn't take that long and I got some, you know, online, you know, I was doing some stuff online. So that was faster than printing off, faxing, all that garbage. Um it still was a big interruption in my day and didn't allow me to continue to progress. You know, 20 minute distraction equals a 20 minute um, recovery time. Right. Yeah. So you're just all day, you're going back and forth and everything's urgent. And so what I did after reaching out to several colleagues who all told me this was impossible, I, I said, well, I don't think it's impossible. And I contacted a, an attorney who created a, a document for me that allows me to give authorization to anybody I want um, to sign paperwork on my behalf, on behalf of my company. Um, and I also, along with that authorization, gave authorization to my assistant or anybody I choose to, to negotiate for me. So my assistant is now allowed to take calls because before agents, you know, when we were selling a property, a retail property, they would say, oh, I need to speak to the agent because we list, sometimes we'll list them through my wife or whatever, but she can now speak to them because you can speak to an agent or a principal but I have given her that authorization to negotiate for me. So it allows people to take care of paperwork for me. It allows them to negotiate for me. I'm just giving them that authorization to do those things on my behalf. And that has saved me hours and hours, hundreds of hours. And I don't do paperwork at all. Okay. So I don't talk you to don't contractors. Go to closings? No, here in California, we don't, we don't even go to closings anyway. But um, we just we send all the paperwork in and they close it for us. But if I did go to closings, I wouldn't go to closings. <laughs> <laughs> right. I would Good send tip. someone else to do that for me. I mean, my thought process was, okay, you've got these big, huge companies. I know the president of all these companies um, are not signing every single piece of paperwork no. in their company. So I knew there had no. to be a way. And it, it's a simple resolution that we um, add to our corporate docs and we send it in. And 
nobody questions it anymore because they shouldn't. It's it's a legal document. They can't. It takes um, like it takes like an hour to drive to closing, an hour to sit at closing, an hour to come back from closing. It's three hours. Yeah, yeah. And if you're doing you know a hundred houses a year, that that adds up. Yeah, I, I do. My goal is to, other than for my own personal and recreational purposes, to not leave my desk. Quite frankly, um, I nice. make much more money Smoking when I'm sitting. Yeah, I make much more money. <laughs> When I'm sitting right here, I don't look at houses. I don't. I get a request every day to meet someone for lunch. I'm like, I have, you know, modern technology. If we need to talk, we can talk. <laughs> right. There um, you go. So, and then, so the last one is is kind of obvious, but it's outsourced the busy work. You know, if you're calling to set up utilities or oh. get insurance set up, <laughs> I mean. Come on, guys, like that is where you need to you need to have somebody who I don't care if they're it's an assistant working for you part time, 10 hours a week that you're paying 10 to 12 dollars an hour. You're more valuable than that. If you don't believe that, then you shouldn't be doing this business uh, because you've got to believe that your time is more valuable than that. So yeah, that reminds me of uh, one of the guys that I I have three offices, um, my house. <clears throat> I rent an office where my local assistants work from. And Starbucks, right? And I kind awesome. of rotate between the three, um, but that's what I, the uh, the guy that I rent the office space from. He's another investor here in St. Louis, and uh, I like the guy a lot. He's he's uh, been up and down in business. When the market tanked, he went with it. But he's had um, several businesses over the last ten, fifteen years with a hundred plus people that he manages and runs. Um, and he's one of the most laid-back guys and, and disorganized guys that you could imagine. And you think, how on earth did he run a business like that? And he said to me one time, he said, Joe, every week I sit down on Monday morning and I look at all of my list of everything I have to do. And I ask myself one question. How can I get somebody else to do all of this? I do the exact same thing. All of it. And exact I thought, same thing. dang, that sounds really good. <laughs> you know? yep. I, I, what I do is I look at my list and think, okay, I can give that away. I have to do this. I have to give that. I can give that away. No, I have to do this. And I just never get that stuff done. And so in the last couple of weeks, I've yeah. been seriously thinking about that. I can't get it out of my mind. How can I get somebody else to do everything for me? Uh-huh. What, what is your best You're... use of your time? You know, it's not, it's not uh, doing the direct mail. It's not. And, and Alex, I challenge you. Maybe, you know, I, I don't know how long it takes you to pull your list. And maybe you really enjoy it, so that's fine, no big deal. But what is, <laughs> what, where does the, where do you get the best return of your hour? You know, what is that? And right. Everybody has a different answer, but it's important to know what that is, and it's important to think not, um, what, how does that phrase go? Not can I do it, but how can I do it? You know what I'm saying? Do you see yeah. the difference, yeah. right? Well, that's yeah. awesome. What's the setup in your office, Justin? Like, what? What's your? Um, you have a small office. Is it you, um, your assistant? There you go. And then, <laughs> nice. Oh, wait, I, gotta I go like back. it. I got to go back this way now, or my cords are going to get all twined <laughs> up. But no, I work. I work from home. Um, nice. You know, we recently moved to San Clemente, so we got a nice little ocean view. So if I get you know sick of working on my office, I you know, go to on the deck or something, but no, it's just me and my assistant works out of her office. Um, I have three, uh, employees that are on, you know, payroll and they all work from their own home. Um, 
you know, I work here and that's about it. And we, we you know, we, we're all throughout Southern California. So I don't know. It works nice. well. I've had offices in the past, but you know, there, there's pros and cons. I'm not saying I'm against it. It just depends what works for you. Yeah. So. Justin, um, you've been really gracious with your time. We're, we're at about, um, uh, almost an hour, I guess here, but I wanted to ask you a few more questions about marketing. Um, sure. you get a lot of deals from other realtors, from other wholesalers that bring you deals. Are you doing any marketing on your own? Are you doing any direct to seller marketing and, and getting leads and how are you, what are you doing there? So the marketing that we're currently doing is it's tied to some, for, tied to someone's. For example, the agent of mine that we have that strong, you know, that we've been working with quite a bit, we just plugged right into his system. I said, okay. put those agents to work. I meant it. You know, he, in his region, he takes the calls for that area. Actually, his assistant, which I helped him hire three years ago, I believe in helping other people build their business as well, right? It's going to help me in the long run. So I said, you got to hire an assistant. Now she takes the call. She filters through them. And then he works with the, the ones that are more motivated. Okay. And I have another wholesaler who we started buying a lot of properties from at the end of last year. And I said, hey, how can we, you're pretty good at, you know, marketing and getting these deals under contract. How can we do more? What do you need? He said, well, I would need, you know, for me personally, I need more marketing money. Um, and then I need more time. So once again, I said, hire an assistant. Why are you doing this, this, and this? And I said, I'll pay for all the marketing up front. Um, we'll do a whole bunch wow. of deals together. Yeah, I'm paying for all the marketing up front. We're doing, you know, the idea is to do a bunch of deals together. And then he he's marketing. getting 25% of the profit. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I said his you marketing. are marketing. But he's yeah. on, oh, but he's getting twenty five percent of your whole of your rehab. He'll get twenty five percent of the fee overall. We charge two points and twelve percent to the money, and then you know, we get paid, we take the commission for the listing if we do list it. Other sometimes we have otherwise there's money applied to the listing. There's certain properties that we list depending on what area they're in. Um, so it's kind of it's pretty clean in that in that uh, aspect. I don't mind giving up 25% of the deal for a, a decent deal. I just don't, especially in this market, you know, especially in California. Sure. You know, last year prices were going through the roof. Right now, I still see some appreciation going on. Depends on, you know, who you talk to, but um I'm I'm okay with that because to me the risk is putting the money up front, you know, giving up a piece in the back end really minimizes your risk. So I'm I'm okay with that. You so. brought up something that I've been thinking a lot about lately, Justin. Um I want to do more deals, but at the same time, I have a certain bandwidth, you know. Um, I'm doing deals in St. Louis, but I'm also coaching, and I'm, I have a course that I sell, and um, I like to spend a lot of time with my family. Like right now, my family is in a state park about 30 minutes away in our RV camper. And uh, so we're camping this week. We had the first little yeah. glimpse of warm weather. Um, I Something happened <laughs> when I was in La Jolla. I said, I want to get outside. <laughs> And uh, so I got back home. We 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 de-winterized the RV, and we went to the state park, and we're camping there this week. But I had to yep. come back here to my home to, to get on the on the Skype interview. But I've been thinking a lot. You know, I want to do more deals, but um, I have certain. Uh oh, limited... yeah, but yeah, but oh no, yeah, no, but. but I got it. I got it. A... <laughs> <laughs> but here, uh, let me finish. All right, I okay. want to do more deals. Um, but I have like this acquisitions manager right now who's just working for me part-time. He's doing great. I can't do much more marketing here 
unless I hire another acquisitions manager and train them, all right? So what I'm thinking about doing is finding some other wholesalers around the country. And I belong to a couple different masterminds with a lot of high-level guys in there that are really doing well by um, you know making offers on the MLS. They have realtors bringing them deals. They go to auctions or whatever. But they're kind of weak on the direct mail part of it, you know? Or they don't understand the direct-to-seller marketing. Um, but they're really good at negotiating, and they're really good at getting a property under contract. Or maybe there are wholesalers that are wholesaling 20 properties a month, um, and they're just getting deals from word of mouth and referral in their network. So I've thought about approaching these other wholesalers, other rehabbers that are really already doing deals. They already have a buyer's list. They already understand the business. And approaching them and saying, hey, how about this? I got an idea. Let's see if you think what you think of it. I'll pay for the marketing. I'll do the direct mail, and I'll, I'll have my team pre-screen the leads. And we're using Podio right now to manage all of our leads. I love it. It's just amazing. Great service. P-O-D-I-O. Those of you that don't know about it yet, you should look it up. Um, but Podio is amazing, and I can share access. I can create little simple workspaces and share access with each of these kind of partners, quote-unquote. But I'm thinking about doing their marketing, having my team pre-screen the leads, putting the leads in there where we have shared access, and then working with that wholesaler rehab to do the rest of the work and then offer to split the profits right. 50-50 on the deal. Right. Um, I have some friends that have done this before, and those of you listening to this podcast, you might remember we interviewed Jake Duval one time. And uh, Justin, he tells an amazing story of how he was living in San Jose, East Bay, I mean, you know, south of San Francisco Bay Area. And house prices are really expensive there. And he was doing a lot of marketing but having a really huff, tough time. He was driving around in Fresno. And he saw some, uh, well, his girlfriend or fiance moved to Fresno because she got a job transfer. He couldn't go there yet because he still had his, his job. Um, so he was visiting her in Fresno, and he saw a bunch of bandit signs out there. And so he had this crazy idea to call those other wholesalers and say, hey, what are you doing? And he, of the five or ten wholesalers he talked to, he only found one or two that were really players, that were really understanding, really yeah. doing deals. So he just said, hey, what if I do your marketing for you and I'll pre-screen the leads and you, you, you negotiate it, get it under contract and either wholesale it or rehab it or whatever, and we'll split whatever your profits are 50-50. The wholesalers, no-brainer. Yeah, of course I'll do that. I mean, what's there to risk? What's there to lose? I mean, this guy's bringing them deals, pre-screened leads, and they're not have to, uh-huh. having to spend any money on marketing. So all of a sudden it starts working, and he's wholesaling two to five deals a month with this one wholesaler, and he's doing the market, not spending more than 1000 or $2,000 a month on the marketing himself. So finally, he makes enough money, he quits his job, and he moves to Fresno to be with his girlfriend, and he still continues doing that. Even though he's living there now, he's still yeah. continuing to do that. I love that. And there's another couple guys yeah, I know around great. the country that are doing that. But um, those of you thinking about, like, I want to do more deals, um, but I'm just too busy. I don't, I don't want to take the time of building the buyer's lists and – and meeting with the sellers, negotiating the house, getting under the contracts. Why not find other guys that are doing that and offer to be the investor who pays for the marketing and pre-screens the leads for them? Um, I mean, I think it's a great model. And uh, I, I'm thinking about approaching other people that I know that I trust and, and seeing if they would be open to doing that. What are your thoughts on that, guys? Yeah, that, that's kind that's of what great. I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, similar, you know, similar type thing. But yeah, I just I like to partner with bird dogs and wholesalers and just say, hey, I I don't like to really focus on the one deal. I like to build relationships that will buy me 
you know, one to two deals a month or three deals a month type thing. That's kind of where I focus for the most part. But yeah, exactly like what you're saying. I do this very so similar thing. That last I mean, you- five minutes, I just said the same thing Justin said a few minutes ago. So <laughs> thanks. A I lot. mean, you could almost set it up to where you set up a meeting in your local area and try to get as many wholesalers as you can into a room and then you could kind of take your pick on who do you want to work with, I guess. I mean, you're probably, you know, your competition that's really doing well, you're probably not going to get them, but territories and say, you're, this is zip code, this is your territory, I'm going to spend the marketing in here, you work this. Here's your zip code, your territory, here's the money for the marketing, you work this. And and that's all I do is focus on that zip code because, I mean, it's easy to let things slip through the cracks, especially in a big area like that. But I guess if you imagine if you were able to just focus on one zip code in one area, I mean, I guess you could even do a whole county. But even then, some of these counties are really big. You might, they might be able to just work that one zip code and then you could have, you know, all these different zip codes working yeah. um, for you. And by you the know? way, Alex, have you, have you tested that third notice? postcard yet we're not supposed to talk about that that's uh proprietary chris chico material holy cow uh okay i won't talk about it but this thing is amazing let me just say this guys those of you listening depends where you're mailing it too well i've never seen results like this before this is an amazing postcard chris chico is a freaking Freak of nature, genius. Um, this postcard, we're, we're pulling in 15 to 20% response rate with this thing. And of that, we're wow. getting a total of about 4 to 5% leaving messages. And it varies, on, it varies on different markets. But Sean Terry's been testing it and just getting really, really amazing responses. And, and, and Todd Toback, we know, Justin, has been doing this as well. Mm-hmm. My, my point in bringing awesome. that up, guys, is don't be afraid to think outside the box. All right? Um, it's easy yeah. to look at, see what everybody else is doing and think that you have to copy them. And, and maybe there's some truth to that, right? If you see somebody that's successful, you, if you want to see the fastest path to success is copy what well, they're doing. But you're copying somebody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I'm copying somebody who's thinking outside the box. <laughs> yes, that's right. But there's something else I'm doing. There's something else that I'm doing that um, it's it's really kind of crazy, but... You know, I'm always I love the, I love these podcasts too because you get this idea. You know, uh, Justin, you had somebody on your show recently, and it was really good. It was so good I forgot who it was and what they said, but they had this little <laughs> idea. This little idea. Of, it was a gentleman who uh, it was wholesaling deals in San Diego. I think he just interviewed him a few days ago, a few weeks ago. Um, but uh, he had yeah, this Tim Gordon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He had this little idea of something that he does, and I forget what it was. I wrote it down, but. Um, I love the fact that uh, there's guys like you, Justin, out there who are doing this podcast, just an open book and saying, hey, this is what we're doing. You should try it out. Do it yourself, too, um, because there's a lot of money to be made in real estate investing right now. And if, if, if these three schmucks that are here on this show can do it, <laughs> we're not that – I know we're good looking and all, but we're not that smart, really. If you ask our wives – but if we can make money in this business, then I, I think a lot of people out there can and can do a lot better than what we're doing right now. So I don't know why I said all that, but just be encouraged, you know? So yeah. no, it's true. 
be encouraged. Very true. I always Just, joke about what, how what, I can't do anything. <laughs> I, I joke about how I can't do anything, which is why I have to get everyone else to do everything for me, and they happen to do it much better than I would ever do, and that's how I'm successful. Yeah, yeah. So. I think you're absolutely right. Nice. I mean, do you think that uh, you, you, we do our own taxes, or do we find an accountant, a bookkeeper to do it for us, right? Yeah, no way. So, um, cool. Justin. Um, of course. Justin. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, and Alex, let's talk about taxes for I'm just kidding. <laughs> At least some of us pay taxes. I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you the check that I wrote and will write to the IRS this year. <laughs> yeah. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a hard time because I, you, you told me before how much that check was that you wrote to the IRS last year. Very uh, sad. Yeah, it was, it was jaw-dropping. But, um, I love writing big checks to the IRS. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I, well, I do because I know it means it, that's that's how it much means money I made. good things. But you would rather keep that money, wouldn't you? Wouldn't don't you hate? I would, to just but I've heard I've heard so many there? people. I've heard so many people that are like, oh, but they they make it like it's a big problem to make money because you have to pay the IRS. I'm like, well, that's a good problem to have. So you know, yes, don't. it is a good problem, but I would rather keep. Yeah, money. for sure. Well, what about for when sure. you... I, I just bought a Ford Excursion. I had it shipped here to St. Louis from L.A. And it's a 7.3-liter it's diesel, and they're very hard to find. It's a great engine. And this thing is, is uh, 12 years old, and I paid $26,000 for it, okay? But we needed, oh, my goodness. We needed a diesel truck that can seat four kids and a wife and a dog that can pull this huge monster trailer, camper trailer that we have, right? So... I wanted to buy this Ford Excursion, diesel-powered Excursion. But what, what hacks me off is when I have to pay, pay $26,000, and then I have to go to the DOT or the DMV, whatever you call it, and pay them. I had to pay $3,400 in sales tax and licensing fees. Can you believe that? I understand paying taxes on money that you earn, right? But having to pay taxes when you buy something from somebody... What year was digressing. that excursion? <laughs> we are. It's. Well, I didn't hear what, what year say, was that excursion? Two thousand two. Oh, my in-laws have one just like that. <laughs> it's a beast. But too. yes, we are digressing. All right, we are, well. It is, but we're digressing. <laughs> Back to flipping houses. <laughs> so, uh, listen, guys, you can check out Justin's podcast at houseflippinghq.com. Um, you know, Justin, I was—I I meant to give you a hard time about your singing skills, but you put me to shame, and uh, it's fun to listen to because <laughs> it's just—you know—you're different, right? Uh, but Justin does sing on his podcast. You got to go check it out. And and you even got a guy that, that, hope- that wrote a rap for you. How did how did you do that? Mark, just like my house flipping business, you know, my goal is to streamline as much as I can. Um, my. Uh, my, my house flipping HQ. I mean, of course, I create all the content, but allowing other people to do other things allows me to continue to create better and more content. So, my uh, he knows how to do everything, and he yeah. does raps and all kinds of stuff. So, <laughs> can you give me his name? Yeah, he, and so email he did it. Address? He enjoys doing it. Is he looking for work? You want to oh. rap, Joe? No. <laughs> I he's so busy right now. Like he. All right. I tell him like you better stop doing other things because you've got a lot going on. <laughs> but sometimes, if you want to get something so. done, give it to somebody who's busy, right? Yeah, exactly. 
No. Cool. Well, guys, um, any other way to contact you, Justin, or is that the best way to do it? HouseFlippingHQ.com? Yeah, HouseFlippingHQ.com. Um, I mean, I do a, 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 a webinar once every three weeks or so. You can go to HouseFlippingHQ.com slash webinar and check that out. I talk a little more about the coaching program I do and just answer questions and talk about my business. So, Awesome. There All right, go. guys. Thank you very much, Justin. Thank you, Alex. And it's uh, been a good show. I think this is really good. We'll release this Great next show. week. All right. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'll have you guys on my show soon. I'll reach out to you. Okay, very good. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. See you later. Okay. Take care. To Go to realestateinvestingmastery.com. Yeah.